the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. None of us escape it. We all face it from time to time. Intimidation. How do you handle it? Let's talk about it. At some point along the way, we find ourselves intimidated. It's a challenge, to say the least, but how do we handle intimidation? How do we do so biblically? That's the subject of our time today, here on Times of Refreshing, from The Well, a Christian community here in Livermore, California. If you'll join us today, we're in Acts chapter 4, verses 27 through 31. We have a great illustration for us as to how to handle intimidation from a biblical perspective. Won't you join us with today's broadcast of Times of Refreshing? Once again, our teacher and pastor. Here's Pastor Napoleon Kaufman, today's program. He says, uh, basically, is it right for me to listen to God? Or listen to you instead of listening to God. He said this. I'm paraphrasing. This is what he was saying. He had reason in his mind. This doesn't make sense, man. Am I going to listen to you before I listen to God? No way. I can only but speak the things that I have seen and I have heard. And so what happens is God does this for us. And we cannot allow ourselves to be intimidated when it comes to our walk with Christ. To shy back away from speaking those things because ultimately if the devil can threaten you and then your, his threats cause you to be, go into silent mode or self-preservation mode, then he's won the battle. He's won the battle. Isn't it amazing how when before, even sometimes even before you, you gave your life to Christ, how, how wild you used to be? Come on, you can laugh. Come on, man. You know you used to be the life of the party. Man, what's going down up in here? Whoa, where the party at? Where the party at? We just the life of the party. We, whoa, what's going on? Whoa, and then don't get tipsy. Because then you really gone. Yeah, but what happens is we get to Christ. We meet Christ. And then all of a sudden, you know Jesus. Well, yeah, I'm a kind of. Is he good? Yeah, he's. He's, he's a blessed Lord. You a Christian? Yeah, shh, don't tell anybody. That's the devil. <laughs> Saints, we have to understand that the devil, what he's trying to do is, he, through threats, intimidation, he wants to shut us down and to silence us. These men have gotten out of jail, and they understand what is going on right now. And instead of them succumbing to this, giving into it, allowing it, tolerating it, dealing with it, they go into this, this, they go into this response that is the biblical response for intimidation. I know right now that there are some of you in this room, you have been persecuted for your walk with Christ. And I'm not saying that it's just coming from people that are far off. It may be coming from people that are even close to you. 
But we have to learn, saints, how to deal with this. Because all of us are going to be threatened. All of us are going to be told to stop, to cut it out, to don't do this and to don't do that. And I, I can remember just days upon days about people telling me to shut up, be quiet, don't be talking about Christ. You talk about Christ too much. Why are you bringing up Jesus? You're a Jesus freak. You're a holy roller, man. you crazy. you out of your mind. All this other stuff. But you know what? Doesn't matter. I'm going to keep on preaching Jesus. Amen. I think this is the thing that we have to embrace about our walk with Christ and realize that what you're dealing with is just not a natural issue. It is a spiritual issue that anyone wants to bring threats. And so he says in verse 29, he says, now look on their threats and grant to your servants that with all boldness they may speak your word. Now, the first thing that I want you to see here before we, before we go to this particular point is, saints, the first response that we should have to threats is always prayer. Amen. Write it down. Write it down. The biblical response, the first thing that they did is that when they were threatened, they stood their ground, they got out, but once they got out, the first thing that they did is they begin to go into a mode of prayer, okay? A mode of prayer. You know, I want to say this because this is, the, this is the first response because sometimes people's words, if you're not watchful, can stick to you. They can stick to you. And what I mean by that is a person can release a threat, can release a word, and though you may in that moment respond the right way, the enemy wants his words to follow you home so that they begin to deal with something in your mind. Man, they're going to they kill you if you keep on preaching. They're going to fire you. Man, didn't you hear him say? Didn't you hear her say? She's going to leave you if you keep on going to church. Didn't you hear? They, they, them kids said they hate you because you always talking about Jesus. And the enemy will start playing. Can I talk about this this afternoon? The enemy will start playing with a person's mind. And then before long, like what happened with Elijah, the words, they, 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 you know, they become reality in your mind. And that's a part of the fear tactics that the enemy tries to release. Don't you speak any longer in the name of this man. And what happens is, okay, we're going to get you if you do that. And what happens is if we're not watchful, that's why prayer is so important. Because in prayer, when we go to prayer, God begins to cleanse our mind, wash our thoughts, Settle our spirits. Give us stability in our thinking so that we don't allow what the person has said to become more real to us than what God is saying. Amen? And so God settles us and he stabilizes us. But now watch this. One of the things I love is that not only did they pray, but it says that they prayed corporately. They gathered with the church and they began to pray. Sometimes even when you're dealing with a situation like this, saints, we have to be willing to get somebody else involved in what we're doing. Amen? Amen. So there's nothing wrong with you coming to somebody and saying, hey, can you pray with me on this? Why? Because these guys are trying to intimidate me, man. They came back together and corporately began to minister and bless and encourage and strengthen one another. And the threats, I tell you what, the threats become distant when you have people that rally around you 
to also help to settle you through prayer. And I think this is important, saints. Let me say this to you. None of you guys in this room is fighting a spiritual battle all by yourself. Or you're, you're not encountering something that no one else has encountered before. We're all in this battle. And sometimes when we're going through this in our minds, we have to learn, when, especially when it comes to fear and threats, to get somebody else involved and pray. Pray individually, but pray with them. Can you pray with me about this? This guy's trying to intimidate me. He's trying to stop me from doing what God is asking me to do. Corporate prayer is the first thing that we need. Prayer and then corporate prayer. We have to respond in prayer. Amen? Number two, we see this here, and this is awesome. It says here, he says, verse 29, Now look on their threats and grant to your servants that with all what? He says boldness. He says, boldness, he says, with all boldness, they may speak your word. He says, now look on, all, on their threats and grant to your service, servants that with all boldness they may speak. I want to just stop right there and just write down the second thing, boldness of speech. Boldness of speech. You know, I think this is, a, this is a part of the personality issue that I was talking about before because a lot of times when persecution, when threats come, individuals don't realize that ultimately the devil doesn't mind you serving God. He just doesn't want you to talk about it. Can I have an amen? He just doesn't want you to speak. And so the next thing that we have to do is, is we have to go before God even in prayer and ask God to give us a boldness when it comes to our speech. The word boldness there in the Greek, it means freedom or frankness in speaking. Freedom or frankness in speaking. Now, we want to be wise with our speech, but it's always amazed me when I pick up this Bible and I read it how frank the Lord Jesus Christ was. I mean, he said some things, and this is, this is the reason it, it amazes me how sometimes people can have such thin skin as Christians. I mean, Jesus says stuff to people that, that, quite frankly, I wouldn't say. I mean, when's the last time you called somebody a whitewashed tomb? I mean, amen. I mean, this is what happened. I mean, some of the things that Jesus said just amazes me. How, how frank he was about things. He just came up. You guys are hypocrites. When's the last time you just, just passing through? Just, you're just a hypocrite. Praise the Lord. I mean, but, I mean, Jesus, he spoke frankly and openly. I think, and now, now, you need to be wise, you know what I mean? You're not Jesus, but. But what I will say is, you see that there was an openness, a boldness of speech. I like it. A freedom of speech. A frankness in his speaking. He just said it like it is. And I think sometimes with our political politically correct culture and society, we try to send subliminal messages instead of just telling a person, you know, hey, you got, you got something on your tooth, man. I mean, hey, can I, can I talk about this? I mean, we, 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 we all trying to send a message. Just tell them. Can I have we're sending all kinds of messages and stuff. Just say it. 
Well, what, <laughs> but what happens is, saints, we have to learn that God wants us to be frank. There should be freedom and a frankness when it comes to speaking. Now, not everybody in this room has that problem. I understand that. They don't have a problem. Sometimes, some people do need to reel it in a little bit. <laughs> But, but, for, but for some individuals, there has to be a balance where we realize, hey, God wants me to be frank and open and bold when it comes to my speaking. This word is also, boldness is tied to the word confidence. Generally, when you have confidence about something, you're willing to speak openly. When you know something, you're willing to. Confidence is also tied to this word. Confidence in speech. Boldness. Give us boldness. Meaning Confidence. That when we speak, we know what we're talking about. This word is also tied to the word openness. We talked about this. And I like this. It is the word, it is tied to the word liberty. Where you just feel free. I'm going to say what I have to say. I'm going to speak what I know that God is telling me to say. There's an openness. Well, the devil, he wants to shut you down. He wants you to become mute. He wants to put the, he wants to silence you. He doesn't want you to speak. Why? Because he knows that. God can use your voice as an instrument to affect change in somebody else's life. So I'm going to threaten you so that you don't. All of us have to deal with this. We have to overcome it. Amen? Look at this. This word here, and I like what the, the, the writer said here. It is being in the public eye rather than being concealed. Boldness. Being in the public eye rather than being concealed. If you are a Christian, the people that know you should know that. Doesn't mean that you have to go crazy, but there should be everybody around you should know where you stand. It should not be concealed. And your voice is the instrument that God wants to use to help people to understand where you're coming from. They prayed for freedom of speech. They prayed for a frankness, for a confidence, for openness, for liberty, that they would be public. They did exactly the opposite. Now listen, saints, exactly the opposite of what the devil was asking them to do. The devil was telling them to be quiet. They say, no, we're going to pray, ask God to make us more bold. This is the biblical response to intimidation that the enemy tries to release in your life. But then he goes down, he says here, and I like it. He says, now look on their threats and grant to your servants that with all boldness, now watch this, they may speak your what? This is key. So now I'm not just speaking gibberish. I'm not just speaking about stuff that is just stuff that's just on my heart or just on my mind. That when I'm speaking in, in response to the threats, that I'm speaking, clearly speaking forth God's word. So I'm responding with his word, which gives me strength and power and helps to push back the devil. Jesus was being uh, tested in the wilderness. He boldly proclaimed to Satan the word of God and won the battle by releasing the word of God. It's the same thing in our lives. We want God to give us boldness. So that we proclaim and herald his word and people can get blessed by, by what God says in his word through us. But if that's going to happen, we got to get in the word. Amen. We got to know our word. We got to be serious about studying our word. 
We've got to be consistent in getting in our word. So that when you're in a tough situation and someone asks you questions about something, that out of your mouth comes openly, boldly, confidently the word of God because this is what God says. So don't argue with me because God said it in his word. Amen? And I thought this is what has to happen. This is how we respond to threats when we're dealing with family members. You know, don't, don't be intimidated. Don't shy back from just telling people, well, this is what the Word said, and this is the reason why I'm raising my kids this way. You shouldn't be raising them kids like that. Why are you? Hey, this is what the Word said. Train up a child in the way that they should go. Man, why are you spank little Johnny? Because if I don't spank my little Johnny, the Bible says that I don't love him. Spare the rod. Y'all been knowing that. You know your mama used that on y'all. They told y'all that. But it's, what I'm saying is, is that we have to learn that I'm going to use the word correctly to put people in place if I have to, especially when there's threats that are coming and being heralded at me. Amen? He says, so now boldness with the, of the word of God that we speak, and then look at verse 30, by stretching out your hand to heal. And that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. The next thing is, is number four, is now we want God to release his power in response to uh, the threats that are coming our way. What you want to do is God, through his power, to endorse you by releasing miraculous healing, deliverance, whatever it is that he's going to use to show people that he has endorsed you and that he's confirming who you are in his sight. I think this is a big thing. These individuals couldn't refute what had happened because the man who was sitting there had been healed and they couldn't argue with it with Peter and John. And so what happens is they tried to get to shut it down by threatening, but they couldn't honor, they couldn't argue with the results. What I want to see God do in your life and in my life is release power displays that confirm that what's coming out of my mouth is the truth and it's what God is saying. Amen? Because you want the results to speak. People can criticize you for being a Christian, but when the power of God hits your life and they see you get off drugs, they see you, God, starting to prosper you, they see God moving in your life, then after a while, it's like they can't, well, you know, that's good for you. And I see how you're blessed and God cleans you up and, and God doing something great in your life. And, and, and God's just blessing you. And, and I see it. But that's not for me, though. But what they can't do is argue with what God has done in your life. So I want God to release his power and release power displays to confirm that what I'm saying is actually and what I'm heralding is actually the truth. That this is something that does work in people's lives. And I'm not going to be threatened or intimidated because God is endorsing me and he's showing that this is right in the sight of God. Well, saints, all of us have to do that. Pray, God, now they're threatening me. Show them by the release of your power Who's right and who's wrong? What's real and what's not? Release your power in this moment. This is exactly what they're saying. They did not cower back. They actually pursued God and asked him to do more things in their lives to confirm that, that he was right. And I think that, that they were right. And I think this is, this is key. 
Ask God for confirmations in your life. There's nothing wrong when you receive threatens, threat, you get threatened and things of that nature. Start asking God that God show, show, show the power. I don't have to defend myself. You defend me by releasing your power. Amen. This is something that we have to learn to do. And then it says in verse 30, it says, by stretching out your hand to heal. And that signs and wonders may done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken. Now watch this. And they were filled with the Holy Spirit. And they spoke the word of God with what? With boldness. The last thing, number five, is that God, in the midst of this, we want God to fill us with his spirit. Okay? Boldness is going to come through the influence of the Holy Spirit. And sometimes in our lives, all of us, as we're going through life, we need God to release a fresh outpouring of his spirit upon us when we're encountering attacks. And there's a refreshing that comes to our spirits. There's a rejuvenation that comes to our spirits. God begins to awaken something in our spirit when he begins to pour out his spirit and and fill us with his presence again. It helps to clean us up, our minds. He helps to clean us up. He helps to recalibrate us, get us back on focus. Sometimes you can be in so many battles from a spiritual standpoint around the enemy threatening you that you kind of lose your spiritual equilibrium. Well, the Holy Spirit, he comes in and he, he's poured out in your life to resettle you. The Holy Spirit, when he comes, he helps to refocus you. Helps to, in some cases, I love to revive you, to revive you. To give you a sense of just comfort and strength. He comes to comfort you. Sometimes you can be in a, in a situation you've been threatened and you're going forth and you're dealing with stuff in terms of, you know, people wanting you to stop preaching or ministering the Word of God. And you need to be comforted. You need to be comforted. God needs to take you to the side and say, man, come on, you're going to be all right. Hang on in there. Now get back on the job. Keep preaching. Get back in the home. Keep preaching. If you're working at the school, let, let, me, let me use you with wisdom to do what I'm asking you to do. So we have kids that are in college. They go to University of Cal Berkeley. They go to all these other places where it's a hostile territory to talk about Christ on some of these college campuses now. Can I have an amen? And we need to be refilled with the Holy Spirit at school. I was just talking to a guy yesterday at school. Kids... Because kids can be mean. Kids are getting on other kids because they're Christians. And they don't want to do what everybody else is doing. Sometimes you need the Holy Spirit to come in and just refresh you and to revive you. In this moment, the Holy Spirit is poured out upon them, saints. And look what happens. And they spoke the word of God with boldness. This is the last, time, last thing. When's the last time you just stopped and said, Lord, I'm just feeling the pressure right now of the threats. God, I want your spirit to come upon me to give me more boldness to proclaim and herald your word and to do it with confidence, to do it freely and openly, that I don't have any restraints in regards to my faith. No matter what individuals say, I'm going to talk about Jesus. It doesn't matter. Jesus saved me. Jesus died for me. Jesus gave me a fresh start. The blood of Jesus Christ has been shed abroad and, and given to, to redeem me and give me access to a new covenant of life. I've got to talk about Jesus. I've got to share about Jesus. I'm not going to stop talking. Can I have an amen? I think this is what happens, saints. People get intimidated. 
because of the fear of man. And they won't, they won't talk about Jesus. But guys, they'll come around on the job and they'll cuss. Nobody says nothing. Tell dirty jokes at the water cooler. Nobody says nothing. People will talk about, you know, all the things they're doing, detestable stuff, and, and nobody says anything. But when you mention Jesus, it's just not a natural thing, y'all. This is a spiritual battle. And through these five keys here, we learn how to respond to intimidation so that we don't get locked into a position, we shut our mouth, and we convince ourselves that we don't want to be offensive. What's so offensive about just saying the name of Jesus? Can I have an amen? A production of the Well Christian Community, this has been Times of Refreshing with our teacher and pastor, Napoleon Kaufman. As we close out our time together today, we trust and pray our time together has encouraged you in Christ, has encouraged you in your walk and relationship with Him. If it has, we'd love to hear from you. Now, there are a couple of ways you can get a hold of us. By phone, of course, the easiest, 925-292-7800. Again, you can reach us at 925-292-7800. You're also welcome to write to us. Address your envelope to the Well Christian Community, 2333 Neeson Drive. That's here in Livermore, California, the zip code 94551. Of course, you can always stop by our website. You can learn all about us at thewellchurch.net. That's thewellchurch.net. You can even take advantage of a few links, one of which will take you to our Facebook page. Or if you're on Facebook, simply look for The Well Christian Community. Don't forget, as you visit our website, take a moment and drop us an email. Let us know you paid us a visit. You can also follow Pastor Napoleon, by the way, on Twitter. His address at Napoleon Kaufman, all one word, at Napoleon Kaufman. We thank you for spending time with us again today and look forward to seeing you next time we get together as we continue looking at God's word for times of refreshing. Until then, may Jesus Christ be highly exalted in your life and may he bring you a peace that passes all understanding.